There we go. All right. What's up, everyone? Welcome back to the Slam Nest Podcast. I am your host, Superhero Joe, joined today by some very special guests, East of Eden. What's up, boys? How are y'all? All right. Let's let's get some good intros in. How how you know who's who? There's a lot of y'all on screen. Uh, I'm the drummer for this band. My name is Jacob Thomas, Llewellyn Cox. <laughs> good one. My name is Chance. I'm the lead vocalist. Uh, I'm Anthony Johnson. I'm the uh, lead guitarist, backing vocalist, and then I arrange our orchestral elements. Uh, I'm Derek Olanese. I play rhythm guitar. Uh, I'm Jack, and I do keys. I'm Lanny Conley, and I play bass. Let's go. That's everybody. All right, so I'm, I'm again, I'm going to do my best to try to Remember the names and do, <laughs> do everything I can. Yeah, you're, you're good. It's a lot of people. <laughs> Super excited to have you guys on the pod. Uh, for those of you who are listening and realize it's just me, uh, it's just me doing this interview this time. I had some, some plans to have some people on here to help me with this, but it'd be your own folks sometimes. You can't count on nobody. No. <laughs> uh, I had the pleasure of getting to see you guys live. Uh, I want to say it was like maybe two weeks ago. Is my yeah. I, I've had y'all on my radar for a while. Um, the... The usual degenerate that's usually around me at shows, Marshall, the one that you guys met as well, he's the one who put me on you guys, showed me some of y'all stuff, and then I kind of fell down the rabbit hole and got sucked into the new EP. The timing was just perfect, more or less. So I got I got a really good introduction to you guys, and then I got to, I didn't, to be honest, and I don't want to lie to you guys, I was only there to see you and Vermin Fate. <laughs> and I have, I've, I've got good friends and divisive, I'm really good friends with Nick and Columbus, uh, their guitarists and, and vocalists. And have, I love them. They know I'm gonna come see them regardless. But I was really excited to see y'all and Vermin Fate. Uh, I hadn't seen or heard anything from Breaking and Entering, but I got lucky enough to see you guys. And I, I, we talked about it on our, our last week's episode because uh, I was kind of doing like a little hype, uh, you know, episode, kind of like to let everyone know what the plans were gonna be. And I talked about it with the, my other my other co-host, and I was like, dude, usually when you go see a band or when you go to a show, the openers are like, you know, eh, you know, like. It's the opener. It's some, you know, local band, whatever. Cool, right? Like, I'm just going to go grab a beer at the bar. I didn't have that expectation at all. I kind of knew I was going to get a little something crazy. I didn't expect to be blown away the way I was. And I believe I, I hyped you guys up all night, too, whenever y'all bumped into me. Uh, <laughs> drunkenly. Uh, uh, so I I was really excited. I was really blown away by the actual presence you guys bring i love the fact that you guys are as big as you are like you know group wise like you have so many members and it's so fun to see everything working like a well-oiled machine it's so cool to see just things come together especially if, like this is to be honest like I, i'm a beat down person i like beat down metal uh i listen to to punk every now and then um i like slam stuff like that like so like in this like tech like, what would you classify yourself as? Would you say it's like death metal or um, black metal? It's quite a vast range. I, I, the best way I've heard anyone ever put it is we just kind of go based off of our metal archives page, and it says that we're tentacle death metal, but I'd say it's also in a mix of deathcore, black metal, and mellow death. Mm -hmm. All three of them kind of meshed. We kind of just spread it out throughout our songs. I'd say the two overarching subgenres are going to be technical death metal and deathcore, but we definitely wear our influences on our sleeve, like outside of that. Like uh, me and Jack and uh, Jacob, we all like a good bit of black metal. We, you know, we like putting that in there. I'm a big melodic death metal guy. Uh, you can really see that in the song in the Nighttime's Abyss, which. 
Um, Current favorite, by the way. <laughs> um, but no, we like we don't. And then you know all the angry caveman horrors. <laughs> those are all uh, courtesy of Derek here, who's the big metalcore guy. And I, um, it's pretty incredible just uh, how we're able to make like kind of two very different approaches work so well between how me and Derek write. Right. <laughs> I find it really cool that like I I can't put a a name to it. I can't put a a label on you guys, which is some of like some of the big bands that are out now like I mean obviously you could probably put some labels on some of them, but like there are a few bands that probably started, you know, you know, first album or first EP or whatever to where you're really like I can't think of someone else that sounds like this. And that's like a really good um compliment in my eyes, at least if I was in a band, I would want somebody to be like who the, who are you? Like, you know what I mean? Like leave you with asking some questions because you want the audience to kind of be you know you don't want them to just label you that quick and just be like oh okay it's just this kind of band i really enjoyed that y'all's had so much to offer and you can kind of hear each uh is it jack jack you're the one that's on keys correct yeah i i told chance like a thousand times and i was like dude you were getting it that night i just watched you just <laughs> hammer the keys yeah. and i was like this is fucking rad <laughs> i had a great time with that yeah, Jack's a blessing, man. And they're like the most uh, recent addition, too. So it's kind of just like a six member. It's like made this big impact with us. With us and we've been able to diversify our sound like a lot more. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We actually brought Jack on about when we were about... We're know, almost done with the EP. Now. About Pretty three months done with the EP. And uh, we just said, look, hear the songs. Let's practice with you on them and see what you can come up with and jack went in laid down some keys on the ep and it just added another dimension to the overall sound i feel like brought this up in general because it always felt like we're missing something a little flat it was a little Mm. flat before all the gray matter course always felt flat and we always thought we were missing something and we can never nail it down until we like came up with the idea we were like we need to bring Jack in. Or see it. I was pushing for it. Jack was also able to, is also able to do some of the things live that I uh, would arrange using, you know, VSTs, like, uh, you know, virtual instruments or whatever that you will hear on the EP. And Jack's been able to take what I did there and then expand even further on that too. So, uh, just having that extra atmosphere, I think that was what really helped, I guess, push our sound to the exact point that it's at. You could, and like you, for me personally, I I never judge a band off like albums or EPs or whatever or singles. I never try to judge a band off that. I if I get the chance to, like, the full experience for me is like you listen to a song that you know maybe randomly pops up on a playlist, and then you're like, oh, I want to look into this band, and then you go and you get lost in a discography and it's awesome. And then the full circle moment is when you get a chance to see them live because I've been to shows before where bands sound like nothing like they do on like their album or the vocalist doesn't sound right or the guitar doesn't sound right. And it doesn't, you don't really feel like it hits the same, but that full circle moment when you see a band live and you're like, this is exactly how I pictured it. Or, you know, it's exactly how I want to hear it. And it was very, uh, you don't get to see that often with some bands. But before we get into the uh, some more nerdy questions that I have, the I wanted to ask like how this all started, like where you guys met up. Have y'all been friends forever? Have you know? I mean, I, y'all just added Jack, but 
did did has this always been something you guys have wanted to work on like you know what what, what was the roots of this i'm gonna let jacob explain this one because east of Eden started from like a long beginning yeah for sure we I mean, that was a oh sorry <laughs> this is definitely a me and landon thing so that's me and the bass player i'm the drummer obviously so <laughs> We were outside your house, and I was like, bro, we should sort of damn, dude. <laughs> That's how it always starts. <laughs> we didn't even know what genre we were going to be, really. It was just fucking random. Yeah, we had like hair metal at the time. <laughs> yeah, I would make on glam metal, so I, I was playing glam Respect. metal. Respect. And Jacob liked thrash metal at the time. Yeah. So I ended up doing thrash for like three months. We had another guitarist who plays in Kill Command now as a bass player, Joss. So we went with that for a little bit. Joss went on reddit and ended up finding chance and on reddit got- yeah, yeah. <laughs> so i this part no this is fantastic because <laughs> it's like 2 a.m i'm on the phone with my homie cody and then i get a random notification on reddit a comment but yeah um basically what it was was i got this comment on reddit when i was trying to look for people to jam with back when i was like 15 16 and <laughs> Now, now this is a year, pretty much a year and a couple months ago. I'm now 19, and I get this text from this random dude saying, like, hey, are you still looking for a band, man? And I'm like, yeah, sure, because I hadn't really had anything going on at the time, band-wise. And he, he asked me, uh, like, yo, where do you stay? And I told him where I stayed, and turns out we were, like, 10 minutes away from each other. So Wow. So literally the next, like probably about eight hours later, I go to sleep, I wake up, I pull up to his garage where Jacob and Landon are, and <laughs> we get we get to jamming. And it was interesting at first because we got the two thrash heads who kind of like death metal, the deathcore vocalist, and then the pure thrash metal guitarist <laughs> trying to figure something out. And that was kind of a rougher period where we didn't know what we wanted to do. Like we all kind of had a different idea. Everything was just kind of clashing. Yeah, that yeah, was that, sure. that was like the uh, number one problem. But I mean, Landon, you can probably agree it was around like this time a year ago. Yeah, this time a year ago, that's when it really like we kind of you know started working with Chance. Like right when we met Chance, and we kind of me and Jacob and Chance fully moved to the idea of wanting to do something you know death metal, deathcore, whatever. And mm-hmm. John fully forward at the time. So we, we noticed, you know, our like, you know, interest in music kind of separated a little bit from what we wanted to do. So, you know, Joss ended up moving over to Kill Command. And then we later on actually worked with Anthony, me and Chance at um my house. Yeah, we worked at Some Chickens and we met oh. Anthony there and we started, you know, playing, you know, like practice session with Anthony and went like amazing, like way better than anything we were doing before. Yeah. With, like, you know, trying to figure out between thrash and death metal. And then later on, we met uh, Derek, <laughs> bass player, and then they sent him our way. And then everything just worked out really well. And, you know, later down the line, of course, we met Jack and then just tied the big six together here. Yeah, and the funny thing about uh, bringing Derek on, too, so he actually went to high school and was good friends with my brother. Oh, yeah. So uh, <laughs> I re- whenever they uh, told us, it's like, yeah, we got this rhythm guitars that were... I uh, go ahead and try out. And uh, yeah, his name's Derek. He has a red mohawk. I'm, I'm not thinking anything of it or whatever. I'm like, okay, cool. And I'm like taking a shower after work. And I'm like, wait a minute. My brother had a friend in high school, played guitar, had a red mohawk. <laughs> <laughs> it's probably. Yep. Uh, but, and guess what? It was. 
I love how that just all kind of it just all kind of blended together. Like as as far as how everything just kind of came together with how you guys met, at least that's how it sounds. Like Reddit, high school, all these things. Like it's it was meant to be. Yeah, <laughs> so, it, 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 I'm going to say this too. So I've played in several different bands. This is the first one that I've seen actual, like serious chemistry between the entire band. Mm-hmm. There's not, there's not a single expendable member in the band. I don't, I don't see our sound being anything like it is without anyone who's sitting here. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just, it's not something I've seen with some of the other bands I've been in. And I think part of it, one, it's a similar mindset between everybody, but even more so, I think everybody just has that drive to actually create something. And we all find ways to work with on each other's strengths as well as our own strengths in order to make that happen. Right. So what do you guys find? Uh, I mean, because obviously you guys found something of a, of, of a genre essentially to where you're like okay this is where this is where we want to be and you guys came up with your own sounds did you guys do you guys have a plan as far as you know where you want to take your sounds like some bands i've talked to like when we talked to abby falls for example uh their plan was it was during the pandemic so their plan was like hey the minute doors start opening we want to play every show we can we want to hop on and thank goodness good for them they're on like festivals they're they're really pushing that boundary of just playing live as much as they can they released a new album, I believe, but they were their goal was to to play live and to travel and tour. That's what they wanted to do. Do you guys, you know, and especially in this space too, where I feel like tech death and and stuff like that isn't as sought after. It's very, it's almost a very niche uh, subgenre essentially. To where like, you know, where do you guys want to take it? Where do you want to open the doors for you? Like, how how's the band gonna evolve within another year? All right, so I know. Um... For right now, what we're focusing on is writing our album, our first album, and kind of just moving out of the local scene, uh, trying to expand to other states and play local shows there. Mm-hmm. Uh, eventually, touring, obviously, we would love to do that, but uh, right now, the main focus is just slowly getting a start. Okay. That's that's good. I mean, it, I always like to ask that just because there are some bands that want to you know, blow up immediately and you'll see them doing everything to kind of get likes. I mean, we talked a little bit about it at the show to where I was, you know, telling you guys, man, Hey, push for more on social media. You know, this genre needs a lot more love and it needs a lot more, you know, output. And, um, to, to hear you guys are a working on the album. Cause I, I, again, love this EP, uh, to hear you guys are already kind of in the process of, of doing something with an album and, and moving forward with that is really incredible. And, you know, hopefully with, you know, within that time period, let's say you know another year or so, you guys have the album ready. Hopefully, within that time period too, you're all doing all those things like going to Nashville, hitting some shows, going to Kentucky, going to Arkansas. Because this whole Southern scene, I will say, is unlike anything else I've seen. Because I've, I've I've been to Chicago scene, I've been to uh, Louisiana's scene, and they're all kind of mid. But like this, like little like Alabama, Mississippi, Tennessee, and Arkansas. Like this whole like Southern <laughs> metal is just fucking crazy. So I would love to see you guys do some more stuff too, and you know I'll be there. I, I, I'm a fangirl. Um. <laughs> right now we're just trying to get in because relatively we're all pretty new to like playing shows live and actually traveling around. So we're currently just uh, just looking for connects, and with um, 
with our EP being still pretty new, we're still able to promote it live, which mm-hmm. gets people. I know a lot of people, they'll like, well, they'll see a band play and they'll be like, hmm, I mean, the songs are good, but when I check them out, they haven't released anything since 2015. Yeah. And they kind of, you know, maybe get swayed away by that if they don't already want to dive into the discography. But since we're, you know, at a newer phase of the band, we're just kind of trying to get those like important little DNA building blocks just mm-hmm. up as much as uh getting to know people around the scene that can lead us out of the scene yeah. into those you were mentioning i mean we've only Absolutely. played like six yeah, we, yeah. yeah we've literally played like that was my uh, next question so, <laughs> how many of y'all played about six and y'all got another one coming up here soon yeah we um, got one coming up um, the day this comes out i think if you're living in memphis and this comes out before 6 p.m uh hey come to growlers we'll be yeah. playing with um we'll be playing with kill command and kamikaze zombie if you're seeing this in time I'll, I, I will try to get it out. Usually my release schedule is every Wednesday around like noon. So ho- it should be out by then. I, I Hopefully yeah. I can, all the pieces fall in place. Sometimes it'll be like Thursday, but most of the time I can get them out on Wednesday. Um, cool. So my follow-up, I'm going to go ahead and, uh, my, who was supposed to be my co-host, uh, my buddy Joey, he's a big fan of, of you know, black metal, melodic style and tech death, like bands. This is his, uh, his question is, um, let's see, because he, he did say, uh, I was gonna. I want to ask them about their influences, and I think they might say something like Mellow Death because he did a lot of research on you guys too beforehand. Because I was like, "Hey, you gotta listen to this band." But uh, yeah. he said, uh, "I think they use keys in their songs." So I'm wondering what was the inspiration behind venturing into more melodic, symphonic, uh, a, more of a melodic and symphonic aspect. Yeah, yes, uh, that's Anthony. That's so that's the type of stuff I already was really familiar with that's my favorite type of music um i listen to a lot of uh a lot of bands like winter sun wilderun eighth realm all those uh i guess either finnish melodeth or you know finnish inspired melodeth that has a lot mm-hmm. of that those symphonic elements that has a lot of that influence from you know your melodic metal like heavy metal and power metal but it still has you know some of your influences from death metal and even black metal mixed he, in he brings up uh, black dahlia murder in this in this uh in this text he sent me uh and he also wanted me to shout out and say rest in peace trev um but he he did bring up black dahlia murder he noticed a little some similarities there was was that a band that you guys kind of looked into a little bit too for me, I, yeah i used to listen to them a good bit uh, i haven't listened to them a lot mm-hmm. recently eric I uh, just like a good bit of their stuff. I've been delving deep into their stuff recently. Uh, mm-hmm. Same with Shadow. I would say they're a pretty big inspiration on yeah. all of us. But uh, yeah, there's definitely a lot of inspiration from that whole scene, Black Dolly Murder. Mm-hmm. Just, yeah, it all kind of branches out and interconnects. Anything that we can kind of individually say we like, we can branch it to something else that somebody else likes. Yep. Right. And that's find a way to bridge the gaps in our sound and become so unique too. So, Absolutely. I mean, a lot of the newer stuff that's come out because that was our generation growing up, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, for sure. He also, his last little tidbit here is, yeah, he wonders, he said, I wonder who they recorded with because for a band of young dudes like this, let's be real, uh, they sound very tight. Curious to know who mixed their shit. <laughs> yeah, so um, we actually, actually went to this local producer in Bartlett, uh, this guy named Ryan Olson. He's currently working with Kill Command right now, actually. They're recording their stuff. I think I know Ryan. 
Really? I feel, I, I feel like if I, I'm having trouble with the name, but I, or I know the name, but I feel like if I saw his face, I'd be like, oh, what's up, Ryan? Good to see you. Like, you know what I mean? I just, because I've seen so many people. But that name sounds so familiar. He, he tries to make himself known in, I guess, the general Memphis music scene. He's kind of more of like a hybrid producer. He does like instrumentalist stuff and like rap artists primarily. Mm-hmm. That's where a lot of his business. But we, we went to him uh, because he was kind of at our, at the time we were trying to record. He gave us, you know, the best space that we could just pull up to and get our stuff going. And we spent about two months doing weekend sessions with him. And yeah, we knocked out the four songs within that time. Wow. And yeah, what's funny about it, though, is uh, as we, we actually kind of tinkered up a lot of our um, heavier influences, or I guess our heavier kind of approach in the studio. Uh, like, for example, I'll, I'll admit the final breakdown in, what is it, Scriptures of Thunder? Yeah, the final breakdown in Scriptures of Thunder was just written in the studio. Because we had it wow. we had it. We had a different breakdown that we had written for it. We were like, wait, this sucks. And we <laughs> went for something different that we had come up with, and we were really happy with it. So, it, yeah, props to Ryan for, you know, at least letting us be a- adaptable while yeah. recording. Absolutely. That's I, I enjoyed. Yeah, so, he was uh, cool to work with. I, I, and I, I, I can tell by the mix just in general, because, again, Joey is one of my – He's one of the biggest critics I know, just as far as music goes. He's very analytical. He's very cryptic. So if he, it may not mean nothing to y'all, but to me, I'm like, damn. He, if he really enjoyed it and really likes what he heard, I'm like, okay, cool. He approves because he's a he's. I, I don't want to. I don't want to say his age on on the podcast. He's a older gentleman to where he's like been around the block and back. He used to play in some smaller like bands back in the day and uh, back at, out in Tupelo and stuff like that. So he uh. He's he's been around the block and back as far as the the scene goes, and for him to be as, uh, uh um, what's the word? Um, I'm blanking on the word. For him to appreciate the music so much is a is like oh shit. At least on my end, it may not mean other you guys, which is fine. But <laughs> well, you know, positive feedback will take. Yeah. You know, <laughs> I don't. I, I honestly don't think uh, I have any like you know critical feedback i don't think i think the only thing that you and me guys we talked about when we were at the show was you know like hey let's get you guys out there more let's, we, which we've already kind of had that whole spiel but as far as like sound and as much as i've listened to like i played I, I play a lot of video games right so i was playing destiny today and i just blasted this ep all day while i was playing destiny which is it's good easy listening and that might come off weird but like i like good background noise and like when, when it's metal and like you can get into a rhythm and you can you're like killing shit on the beat it's fucking great Anyway, so my my next question uh, that I wanted to ask, speaking of writing, so do you guys, when we interviewed Dead Vectors, uh, Kenny and, um, um, uh, I forgot, fuck, I'm blanking on the the other dude, shit, I'm sorry, Uh, Kenny never did any of the writing, he just did all the vocals, and then his partner was the one that did all the writing, do you guys have something similar to somebody say, hey, I have everything I want to write, I know what I want to do, and then everybody else follows suit, or is it a collaborative effort? It's different for everybody. Pretty much a collaborative. It's pretty much collaborative. There are some songs to where one person will take the reins and write more mm-hmm. of it or most of it, but for the most part, it's collaborative. Yeah. Awesome. We all have a. Usually, this... the most part with how we write it is it'll start with a riff or, mm-hmm. you know, a clean, a clean uh, intro or a bass line or something. And then everybody will 
chime in like i'll be playing some riff or whatever and jerry will be like oh this would sound cool like right after and he'll come up with something mm-hmm. and that's how we've that's how we've written i think most of our work yeah um either that or it's just like start off as improvised jam sessions and then we kept like the strong points yeah and changed into a song that's how we wrote great matter wandering so i guess my follow-up to that is like when it comes to that does it take a a long so like the ep has four songs granted four amazing songs but do you guys have some throwaways did you know you wanted to do four songs when you were going through the writing process we had one throwaway song that we played (laughs) once and the only reason why we wrote the song is because we got a uh offer from kill command to play our first ever show at high time but we didn't have all our material ready yet. So three we, weeks after we started. Yes, three, yeah. <laughs> three weeks after we started. So we cranked out this one song, and it was just not up to scratch. Not, it was yeah. loose. It didn't know the direction of it while we were playing it. It was to get set time. It was yeah. that for set time. What's funny, though, is like, yeah, after that, though, we scrapped that, and that's kind of what led to Redefined Humankind being made, which uh, everyone seems Yeah, It's <laughs> amazing. Yeah, here. What a way to close out the EP, by the way. (laughs) That motherfucker is amazing. So, uh, I guess, uh, in in regards to that too. So, when you guys have a song together, um, while we're on the subject, how long does it take to get that one song together? Because I know with one, two, three, four, five, six band members, I imagine there's a lot of like phone tag or you know butting heads on maybe some parts. Like, how long does it take to get one song done? is really there's not many times ever where we butt heads on stuff usually we just hear something we're like that's cool let's just keep doing that maybe tweak it a little bit so mm-hmm. how we like kind of how we're best i think though, it was a bit different because when we were yeah. doing fast death at first you know half of us really loved it and half of us were just like okay we kind of got to like change some things around because at first i mean fast death isn't released yet obviously it's a song we played at our last show our last two shows and it's it's eight minutes long now okay mm-hmm. it was long and at first we weren't sure how to feel about the other three minutes of it being long and then you know we changed some things around and it became something we all just love mm-hmm. i think one of the things too is i think all of us are again i think we have that chemistry where we can all listen to something and pretty much all agree when something sounds good or doesn't sound good yeah um and I think we're also pretty good at like looking at something saying, okay, this riff doesn't really fit well in this song. We can still hold on to it and use it somewhere else. Yeah. Uh, um, and, and then I'm in a situation where I also have three other bands. That I'm working I remember. On. One of them's a solo project I'm working on. So it's like, if I come up with something that doesn't really work here, I got another project I can use. Right. Because I'm. Actually, what happened with those last few minutes of Fast Death? I'm going to be using that on the solo project that I'm working. Because I so, imagine, like with this many heads, like there would be a little bit of like, ah, no, I don't like how this sounds, or I don't, you know, know where this would fit yeah. in. But uh, Jack, with with you doing keys, I think because it's not, tra- I don't want to say it's not traditional because there's a lot of bands that do this kind of thing to a certain degree, but like in this style, it's not something that you expect in like a you know guitar, bass, drum, vocalist. How did, how did you go about the process of, you know, fitting keys in here? Did you know where you wanted to go with this immediately? Did you know 
like okay they want me to be in this band this is how i can bring some kind of heat because again i have you have to be there to see this like jack will fucking kill it on the case it was my favorite thing okay this shit's funny okay so i get a text from this motherfucker one night just ran <laughs> you yeah <laughs> what's up my friend so let's put some uh uh we were thinking about something something about like we want keys and i was like that so, <laughs> this is the story of how i joined um or i'd known him before funny story i didn't even uh know these people until i went and i wasn't even gonna go to this show i showed up i get a call from one of my friends like 30 minutes before door saying hey pull up to the show and i was like I'm not doing anything tonight, bet. So sure. I pull up to the show, and they're opening, and I'm like, oh, that's sick. And then we talk, and then I become friends with them. And then th and then in October, I get the text about the keys. I show up to practice with, like, my brother's $250, like, <laughs> Black Friday keyboard because I didn't have a professional keyboard at the time. And I'm, like, trying. But then, like, three days later or something, I go to Guitar Center and buy a Phantom 08. And then two days after that, wow. I pull up the studio and I improv all of my parts in the studio. Wow. <laughs> on that EP in the studio. That's I mean, incredible. What did help is I did work with him at least a little bit on at least understanding the yeah. structure of the song. <laughs> yeah. so it wasn't like he went in completely blind. No. <laughs> but um, I remember, I still have memories of of setting up my keyboard and there was a couch behind me and a laptop on his yeah, so yeah i have like a laptop on my lap i was playing the keys like this and i was looking behind me asking anthony like what's the chords <laughs> what are the chords <laughs> <laughs> oh man that's incredible so i'm sitting down i'm like this is all muscle memory for me like <laughs> exactly. i'm like all right okay that's a uh this note this note this note and this note try that's a okay. That's this chord. Yeah. Now play it however you want. And it just got, it just kind of built built up like that. And now that's that's how we ended up. That's how we ended up uh, getting those keys on there, and it just ended up working out mm -hmm. really well. So that's how the keys happened for the EP, but for a new John's, um, it's uh. It's honestly deciding because I'm using a workstation keyboard, not a synthesizer keyboard. Right. Um, so I have thousands, thousands of options of sounds. And on that keyboard, I can do splits and I can do custom chains. I can also um, create custom sounds and stuff. So fitting keys into extreme metal is, uh, it's really just about finding the correct sound or what sounds the best wow. and also, yeah it's mainly about what will sit in the right yeah anthony was right it's mainly what about about what sits in the mix right and also figuring out if you want to take an ambience lead or if you want to play the riff as well mm. or if you harmonies to the riff or whatnot because honestly because it is more unconventional, there are less rules for it. Yeah. I think you... We also like, uh, I think we've had a little bit of fun, or we want to have a little bit of creative freedom on that uh, for Jack. And 
like one of the things that we want to do is we want to incorporate stuff that you want to really expect. Maybe like a honky tonk type of piano, <laughs> I'm like thrown in the middle of something just stupid heavy. Yeah. Why not? Like it. it why it not? Was so, it would be. Should. It would be something different. Once we can find a way to make it sound cool. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, so it push on it does for sure and jack has a wide variety if they want to dip into the lead section or the rhythm section mm-hmm. yeah so mm-hmm. it makes it do whatever you want on top yeah. of our stuff yeah. they have so much room to work around and like anti-sev gives them a lot of like you know it's like the like sprinkles direction. yeah yeah, yeah. Mm. J- jack did you uh did you are you like classically trained in a sense to, when it comes to piano or like do you did you recently learn how to because uh I, i've had a few friends that you know took piano lessons when they were kids, blah, blah, blah. And then it eventually evolved into something else. Did you come from that kind of background or did you learn something, learn keys like in your teens? Like, how did that go? How did you get okay. into this position okay. essentially? <laughs> okay. So I'm actually classically trained on saxophone. Wow. Uh, yeah. Throw that um, in there. No, just... <laughs> hey, we're talking about it. We're thinking about it. We're thinking about it. <laughs> I love when that happens. I love a little I'm, crazy surprise like that. Just, oh, is that a sax? <laughs> yeah. So I'm classically trained on saxophone, but um, I migrated towards keys whenever I was maybe 14, and I taught myself for a bit. I taught myself enough to where I knew where everything was, and I, mm-hmm. I could play songs, and then I quit – and then I basically fully went to keys and I started taking piano lessons with somebody that I've known for a long time. And I did that for maybe a year, but they were unconventional piano lessons because I had already had a foot in uh, music theory and I was already a trained musician. So I guess my lessons and like me learning keys were, was mainly just me on my own. The teacher would just help me on whatever I was working on at the time. Um, so that's how I learned keys. Mm. I also their instruments as well, but that's um, awesome. Hell yeah, yeah, that's how I, my key footing. I was curious because, I, like I said, I, I know a few people that do um, that do keys and stuff like that, and they learned like in their later teens, or they learned like as a kid. And I was just really curious to see how that how you were like, okay, I can fit this in here with this this style and make it my own, and and have that creative freedom like you do in some of these songs. Um, I want to switch to uh, our our bass player and and drummer. Uh, so I often find with because I listen to a lot. Of, I grew up on like southern hip hop, like Three Six Mafia stuff like that. I grew up on that. I grew up on uh, new metal, just like a lot of us did to a certain degree. And uh, I often find the pattern of bass player and drummer pretty similar as far as wavelength, like as far as where you want the song to go, as far as pacing um as far as energy things like that am, am, am i right to say that both of you guys probably have that same kind of connection when it comes to how this how your songs go at least on the ep i, I feel like you guys are on the same i don't want to say beat because obviously but you know what i mean like as far as i don't know i i feel like i get a, the the right amount of heaviness from the bass and then i get this kind of like heart pounding you know experience with the drums would you guys say that y'all really try to you know would you say that there was some kind of like chemistry there in that sense when y'all were writing? I would say uh, yes. I would say it's a big degree. Yeah, to a big degree because whenever me and Lana first started, we were just sitting there, me and him in my room. No, none of the band really was even started yet, and we just sit there and practice uh, 
you know, just being in pocket, like him being in pocket with me and whatnot, mm-hmm. and just building stuff off of drums, and we tighten that up a lot. So me and him are really tight together in general. So whenever we started our creative process, and we kind of got into the same things at the same time, so things were pretty easy as oh, far as uh, writing stuff. Yeah. Hell yeah. Because I saw you guys share looks and stuff during the live show, and I was like, oh yeah, they're on. They're running I mean, this I, thing. I, yeah, I was the <laughs> best friend. Yeah. Since oh, Oh my bad. <laughs> it's family, or everything. You know, we're Hell just yeah. basically family. Uh, and then the last couple of questions I have for you guys, I want to I want to talk strictly on the EP for the last like what twenty minutes I have with you guys. This EP, okay. um, I I love this EP. Uh, I think In the Night's Time Abyss is is my favorite song. Which if you go and look on their Spotify, that's the number one song in their in their top as well. Which it's it's amazing. I think I repeated it. I, it's on my gym playlist too, if I'm not mistaken. Um, it it's such a such a roller coaster of a of a track, and it's it's the longest track on the EP with six minutes and twenty seven seconds, uh, and it it is phenomenal. It is it is really well done. You go on this roller coaster. It brings you up. It brings you down. It kind of lets you coast for a minute, and it tears you back down again. It's amazing. Um, the problem I have. It's my only critique. And it's not a negative. I can't figure out the theme of it. Like I'm trying to, like usually with some bands, albums or EPs, you can be like, oh, this is about death. This is about blah, blah, blah. There's something artistic to say in the sense of like, this EP kind of leaves me wondering. Does that make sense? Like, but did you guys have a direction? Like, I want this to be about this, this, and this. Cause it does such a good job of just, you know, opening you up. If you know what I mean. This question right here, because when it comes to like what the EP is about, when it comes to the music, all them, but lyrically and thematically, for the EP that was basically me leading the charge for that, and the, mm-hmm. all, all songs tied in, tie in together into one concept. Um, mm-hmm. And I wish I had more than uh, like a couple minutes to explain it because I can no, take your on. time. It's okay. I'll, I'll tell you right now. Basically, I'll I'll go song by song. Okay, so. Starting from track one, Grey Matter Wandering, that song is about uh, a protagonist. Um, basically, the EP surrounds itself around this cult, this made-up cult that uh, worships the sun. And one of their staples is, upon abandoning their faith, the one who is to abandon their faith is to die. Blah, 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 cultist shit. <laughs> and um, basically what has happened in the EP is... Everyone has basically decided to abandon their faith because they've woken up and realized that worshiping the sun's not really a good idea. Uh, and but with the with with that staple being applied, they're they're all sent to die, you know, because they're all under one big kind of cultish rule, and there's you know a hierarchy with someone at the top, yeah. and they're the only one who's going to be left by the end of it. But the thing is, is in Grey Matter Wandering, the protagonist realizes this and is contemplating suicide as to not just be killed later on by you know these evil cult members and scriptures asunder the song that comes after that directly describes the not the aftermath but the unfolding of that like mass genocide that's what the song's about so you could say the the first half of the ep is just about suicide and homicide you know duality and then in the night times abyss is basically a reflection upon a single survivor of the uh, genocide, someone who didn't die, but is surrounded by a sea of corpses. And it's basically their, a new protagonist, their reflection upon that. 
and then redefine humankind is basically kind of the curtailing of it. Basically, okay, I'm the last one left alive here. What am I going to do about it? What steps am I going to take to basically rebuild, rebuild humanity? Which redefine humankind is pretty laid out in the title. I would watch this movie a hundred percent. This I would watch that movie in a heartbeat. That was spent like hours in my room just jotting all sorts of story jargon down. That's probably gonna go on album. I love that because like when I listened to Grey Matter, it was it had this sense of um it was the sense of being uncomfortable. The first like listen of it. Uh, like, cause it's, I think the experience you have when you watch, you know, you, you watch a live show, obviously you're so excited and enthralled with the energy in the room and you're going off everyone's energy. But when you have like some big ass headphones on and you're listening to something track by track, you, and it, depending on what you're doing, you can really start to kind of, you know, wander. Like when I was, uh, I don't want to say, uh, yeah. When I was like, I'm 28, fuck it. I'm not that old yet. When I was like in my early twenties though, uh, I, my favorite thing would be like, I would take like acid or something and I would sit in my room and just fucking listen to music and just let whatever happened happened and i would just get lost in it and that's kind of what gray matter made me feel like it made me feel like i didn't know what was going to happen and that made me uncomfortable and it had this like sense of almost impending doom if, if you will uh and then scriptures almost kind of left me i don't want to say sad but kind of left left this like sorrow kind of vibe like i, I just felt not sad but like not happy you know what i mean i was, it was very in the middle and then Nighttime's Abyss just kind of had this like uproar for me that that had this this crazy energy that I just loved. And then Redefine, of course, had this like almost like you said, like happy, uh, you know, not wouldn't say happy, but like this almost like uh, somber kind of. Yeah, there was a resolution to it. And it was, it's really cool because you have four songs on this EP and they tell more of a story on their own than they ever could, you know, compared to full albums that people have sometimes. So. I really love this EP and I really enjoyed what I listened to. And like I said, it's been on, on a couple of my playlists and it's been something I've had is like just background music when I'm just cleaning the house, stuff like that. It's really well done. And you guys did a fantastic job on it. Um, I guess my next question uh, to kind of get ready to somewhat wrap up as well, because I know you guys are probably tired. Y'all just got done from practice. <laughs> um, you know, we talked about like what the overall goal is, obviously to get the EP or the album out uh, that you guys want to do. Do you have a, you know, Obviously, you guys want to make, you know, do some live shows and stuff as well. But like, you know, what's the next couple of steps for you guys? Is it like we want to knock out a couple of songs here? We want to have this, the album out, you know, and if it's if it's not too, too, uh, too pushy, are, are we looking at like a six month timeline, a year, you know, because you guys are working really fast and really hard, uh, especially if y'all are only been together, what, a year and a half, if I'm not mistaken, to where y'all got this EP out and as well rounded as it is, I imagine if you guys, you know, now that y'all have a, a the chemistry all down, imagine six months from now how much kind of content y'all could put out. It's just, it's 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 exciting as a fan. So you know, what's what are y'all's next couple of steps? Yeah, um, right now we're basically just focused on yeah, we're focused on getting these songs knocked out. But we kind of learned from the way we wrote our EP to not really set any sort of deadline or quota. Mm -hmm. uh, we're kind of just taking everything naturally, kind yeah. of doing it. On our own, uh, on our um, own path, while kind of maintaining a set list, we can play live anywhere. Just in between writing sessions, that's kind of our main thing right now. Is yeah, we, we're gonna write these songs, but our main thing is to like get what we already have out there live, mm -hmm. and you know, 
or people to our music. So when we have that stuff ready to release, probably in about, we're hoping to have something out within six months, like a single or something. So we'll, uh, we're basically just focusing on garnering up a group, groups and groups of people to have our shit hyped up until then. Absolutely. And a quick side note, my wife loves the t-shirt I got her from you guys. She loves that fucking shirt. <laughs> She's, I brought home that shirt and a divisive shirt, and she was like, I want that one. And I was like, okay, <laughs> take my shirt, right, whatever. Uh, <laughs> um, I've got a couple, I've got, I have two fun questions I wanted to ask, and they can be pretty fast if you guys want, or if y'all want to go into it, you can. Uh, just for fun, what's the, the dream show like you guys could play? Like you with three other bands or something like, it, it, you know, I want to know who y'all who y'all want to be paired up with, man. I don't think we should go one by one. One by one, like the that's fine. Let's start with me. Yeah, let's do it. Or, or like, well, like, or let's say your dream, like, like this show. Let's show, let's show I'm just gonna name like four bands, okay? Yeah. Let's okay. Start with headlining, Shadow Decapitation. <laughs> then I'm gonna go with Shadow. Yes. Fucking love Shadow Decapitation. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a big Warner Shore fan, so I'm gonna go with Warner Shore after that. Mm-hmm. on the same bill, so they're kind of similar to the degree. And then, like, obviously, we'll, we'll be opening because you know. You know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Eric! Yeah, dude. Uh, well, he took like all of mine, so well, he could use some of them. Yeah, Slaughter to Prevail would probably that would be, be one fun. Lorna, Shadow of Intent, and then put Slaughter to Prevail. Right in there. Okay. That is dream for me. Jack. Yeah. Well, I don't think got to make or something. Can I bring back bands from the dead? Please. Absolutely. I said dream. <laughs> it ain't got Let's just make it happen. Yep. Okay. So, and this, 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 this list is not going to make any sense with us on it, but Let's I want to play all of these bands. Dragged into sunlight. Because the only time that they've ever played has been at Maryland Death Fest. Do you know Drag Down to Sunlight? I do because of my friend Joey. <laughs> yeah. They play by only light. They play away facing from the crowd. Like they're like they're insane. I'm bringing back Acid Bath from the Dead. I don't know Acid Bath, but that sounds sick. <laughs> and they were like a sludge death hybrid. Ah. The- late 90s in like rural louisiana i just found um, out what sludge was recently like i didn't even know sludge was like a genre and i was like wow shit there's this whole other wow <laughs> and then i gotta give some uh shout out to a local band autolith mm-hmm. would love to play autolith as well oh yeah they're all awesome. out of the sick yeah yeah oh yeah um, for you that's that's three yeah okay. that's anthony this is gonna be this is, this let's is get it song. anthony <laughs> See us like working, you know, on a bill with a variety of different bands just because we have that. Yeah, no, this would be really tough. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's like that's a you want to come back to last? You want to come back to last? No, I think I can. I can come up with one. Um, kind of thinking in the context of our band. Um, I would say. Probably Obscura. Oh, um, wow. Yeah. That'd, that'd be sick. They're, they're one of my biggest influences. Uh, their current lead guitarist is one of my all-time favorites. He's nuts, uh, dude. Yeah, Christian Manser is unreal. Mm-hmm. 
the next one would probably be I I'll actually bypass Winter Sun on this and go with Aether Realm instead as my uh, big melodic death metal pick. Um, and then I'll choose, I guess, a bit of an outlier with this one. I'm going to say the band of Sequier. Ooh, they're a. Uh, I know about them. They're a, I uh, don't know about them. They're a medieval black metal band. Uh, they're originally from the U.S., but they recently moved out to, uh, I believe, Scotland. Ooh. But their stuff is incredible. Mm. Um, now, other other band that I would love to play a show with, but it just was. ECBN would just be a little bit outside their context, would be uh, probably the band Wilderon. They're my favorite band of all time. Um, that's where a lot of my influence for the symphonic elements come into play. Yeah. But uh, their stuff is, I guess, a little bit too prog and a bit too light for. <laughs> yeah. Well, mine didn't make no sense. <laughs> <laughs> it's all in good fun. <laughs> Diversify it a little bit. I will actually take one of Anthony's uh, cut answers. I'll say Winter Sun because just thinking about East of Eden on a Winter Sun bill, it does something to my brain that it likes. Um, <laughs> and then if I had to play with something like that, I personally would really want to see us play with. I'd really, I would say, or sure, someone's already said that. Uh, I'll probably say. Someone's already said this too, but I gotta say, cattle decapitation. They are like goaded. I, I mean, for real. They are really up there in terms of like how you were saying how we are very diverse and how we do extreme metal. Mm -hmm. They are kind of in the same vein. Their music videos scare me, but they're amazing. <laughs> I, I love that shit though. And then I, I guess the third one, I'll go for an outlier that I don't think anybody expects. I would want to see us play with victims. Oh, I love victims. I fucking love victims. Okay. <laughs> I don't lie, you love their drummer. <laughs> hey, that drummer. <laughs> put me on, yes. <laughs> I'm, I'm choose Imperial Circus, okay, Yeah, but I don't speak Japanese. So. <laughs> yeah. It goes down to me. First thing ever. It's like, I could do like, slam. Anything, I could do slam, mellow death. Apex Swim, who knows? <laughs> so I guess I'm going to go with Headliner, Fura. Uh, I, I just love them. They're great. Mm -hmm. Same thing as Anthony, don't care. Great <laughs> band. Would love to play with them, especially in like Cosmic Genesis era. Specifically, if I could bring back an era, it'd be that one to play with them in. And then Cattle Decapitation, mm -hmm. uh, Monolith era, 100%. Yeah. That would be sick. Elite. There's that one too. And for a last band, Cleansing Suicide Silence era. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That would be sick. First album. Actually, you know what? That makes me want to take out one of my picks. I'm going to take out victims. I'm going to replace them with Carnifex. Oh, <laughs> hell yeah. That would be sick. Uh, like 2000, like late, late 2000s. They put on a mean fucking show. I saw them on a bill with a power trip. Got to change again. Death. Yeah, we do. Uh, I, honestly, 
also put on passages of deformity era defeated sanity not even because like like just because imagine being at that show oh i bet like that entire room would just be dead i guess i'll bring up one um and this is one that I would love to play a show with, but it would be the weirdest thing ever. Uh, there's this uh, Japanese band called Imperial Turkish Dead Decadence, and they released probably the single most ridiculous album I've heard last year. It's stupid. I'm going to look it up. That's can test this, but like, they are like, insanely talented. Um, and it, it's blackened mellow death with some tech death, and then for some reason, like, J-pop choruses thrown in. <laughs> Not mad at it. They got... Their primary uh, extreme vocalist is just... Just has some of the most insane technique I've ever heard. It scares me. Yeah, it makes me feel like garbage. If can listen to it and say, man, I'm learning something just by listening to this, that's what you know. <laughs> Myself, I just figured something out, something just by listening to them, you know. And rarely does a man do that, so I gotta give them props. I would almost want to add tsunami in. I fuck with tsunami. They're not very like big, big, but you know, like they would be so much fun to play with. Oh, I bet. I definitely. Pale face would be my buddy. uh My buddy just saw pale face with um. With uh, fuck, who did he see him with? Uh, with Distant, and yeah, I was just like, bro, I wish oh, I was at that show. I would, a hundred percent have to change my last pick. Actually, first fragment. Oh, one hundred percent want to be on the take with first fragment. This just makes me want to change my last pick. I'm not. I'm not kidding. I'm kidding. I would go to this festival. I do have I did have one more fun one that I thought would be fun since it's uh, a lot of like six of you guys. Uh as a group, uh, you know, and I want this to be like one collaborative answer. If you couldn't play the genre you're playing now, it doesn't have to be metal, it could be hip hop or whatever. What would be the genre you guys would play and why? If all six of us were in a room right now, we said we cannot play death metal. What are we playing? God. No. Thank God. Ambient music, or we're doing uh, glam metal. No, we're not doing glam metal. Ambient <laughs> <laughs> music, or uh, honestly, Misfits cover band. <laughs> oh, shit. Maybe some like Eurofolk. Eurofolk? Um, I don't like Eurofolk. I like American folk. I like American folk too. I would have American to do pop punk. Pop punk? I just because you like everything I do. I do. I agree with you. That's a thing. I saw it for. And my vocals are amazing for that. <laughs> what about atmospheric? Well, I don't I, know. I, I could see us doing that. I think we're East Eden. Well, we already kind of do that, so we can't do it. Let's just say no metal. No metal. No metal. No metal. No metal. No metal. I'm loving yeah. this. 
we'll say no excuse. Okay, well, yeah, but we're obviously not going to do like Judas Priest. Because like spicy guitar in there and like you could make it work with some hip-hop you could do it to get a nice little beat like r&b like i'll just do singing and then <laughs> And I don't know what you do. I mean, you're probably the producer. <laughs> yeah, I can't do any sort of vocal stuff. Yeah, that would be all. First time you see Jack scratching a disc. Mine's <laughs> <laughs> well, probably a really generic pick. I'm, I'm going to go with Frog Rock. Frog Rock? Okay. I do want to be like, oh, there's already a used to be in the Frog Band. It's true. <laughs> <laughs> Jazz fusion. <laughs> it's a little jazz fusion. I would be down for some oh, jazz. Awesome. Hey, hey Jack knows how to do the sax, bro. Y'all can make it happen. Would you? Yeah. No, yeah, yeah. Really the sax right. Okay. I'm just gonna get off the camera. There's. Fusion things. What about a blues jazz? Maybe. Do some. Do some bluegrass, bro. Because they have sense no, 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 money. Progressive. We're like a marketing scheme. We'll just be the great for like widespread Pennsylvania. Mm -hmm. Just be like a stoner band. Yeah, it doesn't really make sense. But they I'd be down. Kind of cool. He'd be down. So a lot of uh, a lot of different mixes in, in the group. I like it. Uh, so uh, that's all I have for you guys. Do you do you guys want to plug anything? Anything I want to shout out? The, the whole platform is you guys. Hopefully our social medias, yeah. So um, if you follow our Instagram at East of Eden Metal, there's a link in our bio to a link tree that has links to everything that we could possibly post. We've got a Facebook, a TikTok. We're working on a Twitter. Uh, we're working on uh, Pornhub. Yeah, we do want to get Twitch started with Superhero yeah. Joe appearing from time to time. Yes. I'm with it. And, um... We also have a lot of, uh, we have a lyric video that needs a lot more views because it's hard to get promotion out here. Uh, mm -hmm. So, yes, it has a lyric video, and we have a live video that 901 Underground Productions did of us mm -hmm. for our song, Epin in the Night Times Abyss. So, there's a lot of stuff for y'all to check out if y'all are March 29. March 29. Yep. Growlers. That's 7 o'clock, Kamikaze Zombie, Kill Command East of Eden. Mm hmm. Yeah. Let's get it. Else, I'd like to thank Ryan Olson for you know like helping us so much. Obviously on, I'd like to recording. I'd like to shout out honestly Schroeder Conway for being a big inspiration to this band. I love Ross. <laughs> so I'll see the beer from that house party. He won't be asking that. He's, shout he out what? He owes me a beer or I owe him a beer? No, he, he still owes you a beer from that house party a few years ago. I told him to not worry about that. I was like, dude, I'll buy you another beer. Shut up. <laughs> I know it. He's a sweetheart. 
Uh, well, thank you guys so much for being on this pod with me, man. I really appreciate y'all just taking the time after practice to just come kick it with me for about an hour. Thanks for being so fun and let me uh, just annoy you guys and let me just kind of riff and, and fangirl over this. Make sure you guys listen to their EP, The Abyssal Great. It's out on Spotify and everywhere you can listen to music, I believe. Uh, check out all their socials uh, and, and be on the lookout for more that they're doing. Thank you guys so much. I hope y'all have a wonderful day. See y'all later.